Oh, good afternoon. It's Nick Solomon here on Implosion, which is uh, broadcasting on KDRT 95.7 FM from Davis, California. Um, and I'll be with you for the next hour presenting what I said my show, Implosion. And uh, it's 5pm on a Wednesday, unless you're listening to it on a Sunday, in which case it's 11am. And uh, I don't know, I haven't got much more to say, except I've been uh, busy. It's been terrible weather here in Britain, but then that's commonplace, isn't it? It's been raining for about a month without a break. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, we do have, when I say without a break, I mean a bit of rain every day, but not all day. Uh, This morning it was quite nice, but it's been raining here for about six hours now. And it's, you know, all the fields that you drive past are underwater and, oh, it's... It's horrible, but it's that's that's why it's such a green country, I suppose, because uh, it rains all the time. Really. Um, and the, the myth about London fog that doesn't happen anymore since they kind of passed Clean Air Act, you know, about thirty, forty years ago. The the famous London fogs don't really happen anymore. Uh, in fact, you get more fog in the country, especially if you get a, a haw, which is a sea mist. I'm sure you knew that, but. Uh, Living on the coast as I do, you know, we've got we in a I live in a kind of head of a valley going down to the sea, so you can see the kind of mist coming off the sea and coming up the valley. It's quite quite weird, really. Um, but yeah, London fog, not real, and policemen don't look like they come from the like the 19th century anymore. They kind of you know they look a bit modern now. Um, so you know the kind of popular conception that Britain is kind of this kind of backwards nation full of villains um, and covered in fog all the time. It's wrong. We're full of villains, of course, but they're mostly in government and uh, it rains all the time instead of fog. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Uh, What are we going to start with today? I mean, it does get nice sometimes. We actually have kind of quite hot weather weather and stuff in kind of spring and autumn and summer, but, you know, not much of it. Not as much as you'd like, you know, just as soon as you think, oh, it's getting really nice, we'll go away for a few days, you know that that's a, you know, invitation to Mr. Rain to pay a visit. Just like Wimbledon, you know, whenever you have Wimbledon in the middle of summer, it always rains. But there you go. That's Britain for you. Um, Okay, we're going to start with a track by Traffic today. And uh, this is off their album, John Barleycorn Must Die, which came out in 1970 on the Island label. And it's probably uh, the last one with the original lineup, although I think Dave Mason wasn't on it. But it's uh, Steve Winwood, Chris Wood, and Jim Capaldi. And uh, it's, it's a great album. I really like John Barleycorn. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this is. Uh, A first track on side one, which is an instrumental, and it's quite lengthy, but it's really good. So this is Traffic, and the tracking question is called Glad. So here it is.
There you go, that's Neil MacArthur doing She's Not There, a single from uh, 1969 on DRAM. And if you were thinking, that sounds remarkably like Colin Blundstone, uh, the ex-singer of uh, The Zombies, who did the original version of that, it's because it is him. Uh, After the uh, zombies broke up in the late 60s, uh, he got a deal with DRAM to record under the name Neil MacArthur. And I'm not sure why, but why he didn't just call himself Colin Blunsden, because that's what he did a bit later. But that's uh, one of three singles he did as Neil MacArthur. And I think it's really good. It's a kind of vaguely psychedelic version of She's Not There, but it's, uh, yeah, it's really nice. And uh, he came from, like, like all of the zombies, he came from the kind of area around Hatfield and Hodsden and all that, which is just north of London, a little, you know, 10, 15 miles north of London. And, uh, yeah... Yeah, it was great. 
<laughs> what can I tell you? I really like the zombies, and uh, I like the, you know I like uh, Neil uh, MacArthur or Colin Blunston, and of course I like Argent as well, which is what uh, Rod Argent himself went into and formed with Ross Ballard and Rob Henrit, who were both in the Roulette, and uh, I think Rod Argent is. Ron, Rob Henrik's cousin or something because they were also from that same area and uh, were cousins and friends so there you go it's all kind of little family of, of she's not there type people uh, before that we had uh, Traffic doing Glad and I don't really need to tell you about uh, Traffic too much you know except that they, uh, they featured um, well Steve Winwood was the main man behind him after he left the Spencer Davis group and it was his kind of thing uh, but he had Dave Mason and Jim Capaldi with him who both played together in various bands out in uh, West Country and Chris Wood was a saxophonist flute player and yeah they did some great stuff and you know kept on going I, was, I saw uh, Steve Winwood not that long ago I'm probably I mean I'm probably 10 years ago but he was fantastic I've got to say uh, he played a gig down in Brighton and me and a couple of friends went along and uh, he had a Hammond B3 organ with a Leslie speaker and he did you know pretty much what you'd want him to do I mean he did spend a bit of time doing kind of funky type workouts from the later traffic albums which I wasn't so knocked out with but he did Dear Mr Fantasy he did Give Me Some Loving I'm a Man it was and he was right on it it was absolutely brilliant um so right what have we got for you now okay well Dion Warwick um yeah good or not that good. I, th- I think she's really good. I like I like Dion Warwick. I think she, you know, walk on by, and of course she was the kind of voice of Baccarat David, really. And uh, anyhow, you know, as time went on, you know, you kind of think that a lot of the people who were big in the sixties kind of struggled a bit to kind of continue with their success into the seventies. And Dion Warwick, I, I guess you know, she was always kind of big on like the cabaret circuit and stuff, but she wasn't really having hits anymore. But she did this album in nineteen seventy three uh, on. Warner Brothers, I believe, and it's called uh, Just Being Myself. And, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's got a kind of picture of her in a pair of hot pants on the front, or just shorts, maybe. I don't know. Not particularly uh, flattering, but, yeah, but she looks all right. And uh, there's a track on it called um, You're Gonna Need Me that has become a bit of a kind of soul boy special in fact to the extent that they bootlegged it and put it out as a single so that DJs could play it and stuff in you know soul gatherings at least they did in Britain so you know this is uh, this is that track so I've managed to get a copy of the album basically because I was interested in seeing what it was like and it's alright but the track you're going to need me which I'm going to play for you now is uh, really good so this is Dion Warwick and uh, you're going to need me You're gonna want me back in your arms. You're gonna 
that's a very mellow Ramones track, isn't it? Came out as a single on Sire Records in 1978, and uh, I think it also features on Rocket to Russia. Um, I'm not actually sure. That's a bit bad of me, isn't it? I should know that, but I don't. Uh, of course, the Ramones were, you know, kind of very influential New York band. Um, what can I say? That's that's them sounding a bit more like REM than the Ramones. I, you're expecting it to kind of be uh, overdriven, legs apart, no nonsense. But it's actually quite pretty and, you know, well, I suppose they had it in their locker. You know, why not? Fair enough. Uh, before that, we had Dion Warwick doing uh, You're Gonna Need Me off her album, uh, I uh, Just just being myself yeah she's just being herself there she's not being anyone else uh she's being herself and that's why she came from new jersey i think uh but uh what does that matter really oh it does, it does matter i suppose uh what have we got next oh yeah we're going over to chicago now and uh the Shadows of Night. And The Shadows of Night uh, were kind of garage band out of Chicago and uh, made a few albums, had some hits, did very well. But with doing a few covers of obscure British kind of freak beat things like Oh Yeah and Bad Little Woman and stuff like that, which was kind of weird. I don't know where they found all those things from, but they did. And uh, then they kind of got uh, signed up by um, Cassonette's Cat and put an album out on Special K, which actually was a completely different band apart from the singer J- Jim Sons. Oh, I think that's how you pronounce it, Jim Soons, S-O-H-N-S. And uh, yeah, this this band on the LP, which is just called, I just think it's called, uh, what's it called? I'm, I'm looking it up now. It's just called uh, The Shadows of Night, but it's on Super K Records from 1969. And as I say, a completely different band from the original Shadows of Night apart from Jim. So this is a track off that, and it's called... Uncle Wiggly's Airship. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be good with a name like that, hasn't it? Uh, But anyhow, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Does it really matter? 
Well, Uncle Wiggly told me that his ship was only big enough for two hells and me. He said, come along and sing my song. We'll sail to the beautiful sea. came out on Decca Records in 1964 and Bern Elliott uh, was one of the uh, and his band were kind of one of the acts from the kind of uh, North Kent Delta which included kind of people like the Stones and uh, the Pretty Things and his original band were called uh, 
Burn Elliott and the Fen Men, and uh, they split apart. Burn Elliott wanted to go solo, but then teamed up with a band called The Clan, and the Fen Men kept on going on on their own and did a few really good singles uh, before kind of folding in about 66, 67. And uh, then a couple of the uh, Fen Men uh, joined the Pretty Things, and so all the kind of late 60s Pretty Things stuff features two or three of the uh, Fen men in it, uh, John Povey and Wally Allen. Uh, Twink came in on drums for the Pretty Things and they were kind of pretty much a, just Dick Taylor and uh, Phil May from the pr- original lineup. Um, Burn Elliott, I'm not sure what happened to Burn Elliott. He kind of faded into obscurity. And of course, we all know what happened to the Stones. And uh, just as a point of interest, which is really boring, they came from a part of uh, North Kent called Erith. And Erith is part of London really just on the edge of kind of the eastern southeastern edge of London and Erith uh, is near a place called Black Fen and uh, I guess that's where the Fen men got their name from although that was irrelevant really because it's Burn Elliott and the clan doing this but that was the only single that Burn Elliott, Elliott did with the clan but I think it's I think it's a really good single uh, before that we had the Shadows of Night doing Uncle Wiggly's Airship, and that came off an album from 1969 on Super K called The, Sh- the Shadows of Night. But like I said, it's uh, Cassinets and Cats producing, and some of it's quite bubblegummy, uh, but it's, it's still a decent album, I think. Okay, so we're going to nip back to uh, England, and, and again, we're going to Kent, but a bit further out this time. It's not the kind of North Kent part that uh, the pretty things came from. It's a bit further out towards Canterbury and it's part of the what they call the Canterbury sound these days and uh, of course it's Caravan and uh, Caravan uh, were formed in the mid 60s out of the ashes of the wild flowers and they were uh, you know connected with people like Soft Machine and stuff and uh, they did some great stuff I remember I used to go and see them quite a lot down at places like the Marquee and they were phenomenally good I, I do remember actually that me and my mate Mick went to see them at a short-lived little club in a place called Golders Green in the north of London uh, on a kind of wet Tuesday in February or something and it and it was a club that didn't last very long and we didn't live too far away you know just like a bus ride up the road and so we went to this club the phonogram club which was in a little basement and we went there and we, me and Mick and two other people were the only people there to see Caravan who were, you know, a big band. You know, we see them at the Marquee or places like the Roundhouse and it would be packed. But this this night, there was <laughs> it was just four people and I was one of them, as was my mate Mick. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. We're sitting there in this little kind of club and they came on stage and uh, they were asking us, oh, do you want us to do anything? And we kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, would you do so-and-so? And naming songs. And th- and they were very gracious and did it. And I suppose they had to play because they wanted to get paid. But, yeah, it was one of those... Uh, was it embarrassing? I suppose it was for them. It wasn't for us. We had a kind of private caravan gig. And we asked them if they'd be good enough to do a track called Winter Wine, which we really loved off their... Uh, in the Land of Graham Pink album, and uh, which was their third album, I think. And uh, we we sat there while they played all this stuff, and it was brilliant. I think that's what we asked them to do anyhow. But that's the track I'm going to play for you now that came on their album, which came out on DRAM Records in when, 19, 1969 or 1970, I think. I'm just looking at the CD that I'm taking it off. It's 1971, actually. Really? No. Surely not. I think it's 1970. But uh, this is uh, this is Caravan and Winter Wine. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's a bit of a weird one. Uh, that's a band called Esco Affair, and uh, they came from Philadelphia, and they were two brothers called Ed and Jeff Esco. And I picked that up uh, recently. The song in question, I was intrigued by because I saw it in a record shop local to where I am. They, you know, it gets some good stuff in there, and he, uh, he has some good singles. And I was going through the singles, and I saw that Esco Affair, and the track is called Morning Dull Fires. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So I gave it a little spin in the shop and went, wow, that's great. That fuzz guitar that sounds like a wasp stuck in a jam jar and, uh, you know, flute combination. That's a, that's an intriguing little combo. And uh, it came out on Mercury in 1968. And so I, I thought, yeah, I'll have that. That's really good. I really enjoyed that. So, uh, And before that, of course, we had uh, the superb Caravan uh, doing... Uh, the track Winter Wine, which came from their album In the Land of the Graham Pink. Oh, no, just Graham Pink. In the Land of Graham Pink. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I remember going to see them at the Marquee. They broke up and then they reformed. And we went to see them when they reformed and they'd added a violinist to the lineup. And when it finished, we're walking out of the marquee and they were on stage kind of because it was a small venue. And I was with my mate Dave, who's quite forthright. And he kind of went over to him while they were kind of putting their things away. And he kind of went, oh, it's great to see you back again. You know, so good. We really missed you. And they went, oh, thank you very much. You enjoyed it then? And he said, yeah, I did. He said, one thing, though. And I was thinking, oh, no, don't say something. And he did. He said, you shouldn't have that violinist in the band. I I don't reckon him at all. And I was going, Dave, don't, you know. Does and they said, well, we think he's really good. He said, yeah, well, he's not. He's not. And I kind of dragged him away. I went, sorry. I said, Dave, don't, don't tell him. He said, well, I don't think he's very good. So I said, well, he was all right. No, he doesn't fit him. He was adamant. He wasn't backing down. And he was, uh, yeah, that was it. I kind of went, oh, that was a bit embarrassing. Anyhow, uh, so what we're we doing now. Oh, we're going to Wagman Corner now. A bit of folk stuff for you. And this is an American duo called Blackburn and Snow. And they were a guy and a woman. And they were Jeff Blackburn and Sherry Snow. And uh, Sherry Snow was offered the gig in Jefferson Airplane, I guess, before Grace Slick and turned them down uh, uh, but later on she joined Dan Hicks and his uh, licks <laughs> what is it I can't remember what his licks were uh, and also became a DJ while uh, Jeff uh, Blackburn went on and became a member of the late lineup of Moby Grape so um, yeah this is Blackburn and Snow back in their kind of folk duo days and uh, doing a rather excellent single which came out on Verve in 1967 and it's called Stranger in a Strange Land so here it is it's what
Friday the 13th, which uh, came off their first album, just called Atomic Rooster, came out on B&C Records in 1970, and uh, basically uh, Atomic Rooster were Vincent Crane and Carl Palmer from the crazy world of Arthur Brown, after they kind of split up, they they stayed together, and their original intention apparently was to get a band together with Brian Jones out of the Stones, and uh, obviously he died, so that didn't happen, and they formed Atomic Rooster with a guy called Nick Graham on bass. Vincent Crane on vocals and uh, Carl Palmer on drums and uh, Nick Graham lasted one album and then they got in John Ducan, a guitarist singer from Andromeda and uh, amongst other bands actually he was in The Attack as well I think and um, yeah Nick Graham ended up in Skin Alley there you go, I happen to know these things which is a bit tragic but anyhow that was uh, Atomic Rooster for you, Uh, before that we had Blackburn and Snow doing Stranger in a Strange Land which I think is a lovely single Um, anyhow that's about all I've got time for, I hope you enjoyed the show it will be broadcast again Sunday morning at 11am, I've been Nick Solomon you've been listening to Implosion on KDRT and I shall be back again next week with some more of the same, have a nice week and uh, I'll see you next week